Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, we are here on this wonderful Saturday. Uh, this is our very first episode of this podcast series. Uh, we are meeting with Delano's mayor, Grace Vallejo. She is running for supervisor here in Kern County. Grace, good morning. Good to see good you. Good morning. Uh, it's it's a nice, beautiful day after that rain, and we're ready to stomp those grounds of sidewalks. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it, it's great to, to have you on here because, I mean, we want to really see, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the people that are going to see this podcast, Delano, all the districts that you're going to be representing. Um, so uh, talk a little bit about yourself. I know you've been the mayor here in Delano, or you've been on the city council for a little over 14 years. So, I mean, I know you have a lot of experience. I know you you grew up in this town. You come from a farm labor family that has worked in the fields, worked in the area from all that. So, I mean, just give us a little bit about yourself. Well, you know, let's do the personal side because all of the uh, forums and debates that so far I've attended, they want to hear a little bit of your personal side so they can have a connection to you. And then, of course, they want to hear about, uh, you know, what is it that uh, you're going to do? Why are you running? Those sort of things. So on the personal side, I've been married to my husband, David, for 53 years. So, you know, it's the same man. We've had a family of a son and a daughter. They were raised here in Delano, attended Delano High School, which is also where I went to school and graduated from. Um, I also have seven grandchildren and uh, three great-granddaughters. As a matter of fact, my great-granddaughter, that's the oldest, just started high school. Guess where? Delano High Delano School. High. Awesome. Yes, and I've been, as you said, here in the area all my life. Um, the thing is that I came from a family of migrant workers. So while we lived here, we traveled up and down the valley and able to sustain the whole family. Uh, when you have a large family, there were, by the way, seven of us kids, my mom and dad. My dad was a farm worker all his life. And my mom, a homemaker, plus, of course, helped worked in the fields. In those days, to survive, you had to have your kids helping you. Uh, I attended, I'd say, about six schools every year because we traveled and followed crops throughout the valley as far as San Jose, Morgan Hill, Gilroy, uh, all of the communities where uh, crops needed to be harvested. And so uh, throughout the years, it taught me about communities, taught me about people, uh, taught me about uh, the needs of people and compassion. Uh, you know, when you grow up um, being poor, you're living the life. So you don't realize you're poor until you start noticing as you get older the difference between yourself and other families that are at that time middle income and we, are, we were lower income. Um, but you learn from the fields to work hard. You also learn about integrity and honesty and the value of a dollar. Uh, you Believe it or not, you learn about budgeting because my folks knew that come wintertime, there would be periods when the income wouldn't be there to sustain us all. And my dad was a proud man, so he never would accept any of the government services. So we learned to make do throughout the wintertime. And that's what many of the fam families of this new district, you know, District 4 is now made up of several small communities. Now, that was just changed recently, right? Because uh, the district that Delano was, it was 
Was it was it the same number that they named it, or, or they they realigned the districts? Wasn't that they that just happened? Yes, uh, you're correct. They did realign them, and we were District One. Um, we never felt that we were part of the district because our representative, um, that was uh, Mick Gleason, lived in Ridgecrest. So think about it. We are on the northern northern end of Kern County, and he is to the southeast area. Um, the area there is totally different aeronautics um, the makeup of the community is different our communities the ones that we are now in district four with the realignment um, we are so much alike because they are predominantly hispanic Um, my my experience is in working with diverse groups and individuals and that's because our beautiful Delano is a very diverse community. Our makeup is of Latinos, the Filipino community, uh, the Asian community, and the Indian community. Um, so we're very blessed because we bring so much, as they say, the melting pot. Delano is the melting pot. And now with the redistricting, you're going to be looking at Delano and McFarland, Wasco, Shafter, Arvin Lamont, uh, Button Willow, uh, Lost Hills, McKittrick, and there are unincorporated areas out there. When you hear those cities, if you know Kern County, they are like Delano, a farming community, hardworking families, but they've never really had an opportunity to, to give a voice out there. It's like everything. You have to come together to be heard. Now, being now going for um, county supervisor, now there is a lot that brings it. Now, I know you've been the mayor and you've been on the city council for many, many years, about 14, a little over 14. And I know we've seen Delano grow a lot. Now, what actually entitles or what, what is the job description of a county supervisor? What would your what would your main thing be that you're doing? You know, um, I know that people look at, ooh, county supervisor, you're going up higher. You're not going higher, you're just encompassing a larger area. And what you're going to be doing is you're going to help meet the needs of communities that are in a district. Whereas as a council member, you are meeting the needs of that community you represent. So think of it that way. Right now, I represent a community, Delano its needs. And you mentioned about, you know, the work I've done, which is bringing jobs to the community, bringing shopping to the community, working with the local organizations, uh, working a lot with the kids and their clubs, the fundraisers, the things they have. Well, it's the same thing, but now it encompasses many other cities. And every one of these cities is unique in a way. And that is they have needs, different needs. Delano has been blessed. We have worked extremely hard to bring many of the things I just mentioned, but some of the other cities don't have that. Uh, for example, Lamont. Lamont does need a lot of help. They, I went out there, and it's like walking in the desert because there's not very many sidewalks, hardly any at all. Uh, curb, gutter, the roads. I was down one road walking it and talking to people, and the road was, half of it was road, and the rest of it seemed to be dirt. And, of course, there were no sidewalks on that particular road at all and no curb and gutter. Uh, So it's now the job as a supervisor to put attention to those communities and fill those needs. And when you've lived in a community that needed that and you've worked to fulfill it, 
you have that experience. You know how to reach out to get that done. Now, county supervisors, is that, is that more local government? Does that reach out to more like the schools? Does it reach out more area? Or how does that go? Does it, does it, <laughs> I know there's a, there's a lot of things. There's, there's levels to everything. So, I mean, just, I mean, how, right. how do, what, what's more involved? Are you kind of overall everything or is it kind of? No, a county supervisor really um, cannot uh, dictate or ensure to bring in, let's say, for example, a school, whether a high school or elementary school. That's why there is school boards. You know, when someone runs for a school board, then it's their job in their arena to work to bring and fulfill the needs of the employees and the students, the students being priority. So if a school is needed, the job of that school board and its members would be to bring in another school, look for funding. But when you look at the side of a supervisor, it's to fill the needs of the area of District 4, in my case. So I would be looking for the resources and the funding for what I mentioned. And that is, let's get more sidewalks put in. And there is funding, you know, out there. Uh, you just have to find out which ones can apply to the city that you're wanting to bring it to. Um, in Delano, there used to be a program called Safe Routes to School. And we would apply for it every single year. And that every year we would show which uh, streets needed curb and sidewalk for kids to get to school safely. And, of course, not to be full of dust or in the winter maybe mud. Well, that has to apply in, McFar in McFarland, has to apply in Lamont and some of the other areas in the other cities. And that program doesn't exist, but it has been replaced by a new one. And you have to know um, to have contacts in the state. You have to have contacts in federal level to get the resources to do the job of a supervisor, which is fulfill the needs of the areas that you represent. So it entails a lot of research. So, I mean, there's a lot of research that goes involved, a lot of learning, obviously, and a lot of uh, time put in to actually find all these funds and programs that all these cities would benefit from. Um, now, if you don't mind, uh, there. I know when you look at county supervisor, when you see it on the news, when you see other things, there's there's all kinds of things that come up all the time. Uh, one of the most recent one that I guess they were voting on that they they put into the ballot was like the cannabis use. I know Delano is not, which is good because we're kind of keeping that away. Mm -hmm. um, well, for some reasons, uh, do you have anything to say for that, or do you have anything? What do you think? Is the future on that, or do you think it's a good or, or bad thing for our area? Well, uh, as you said, Delano has a ban on, and let me just break it down a little bit more. Um, there is uh, medical cannabis, there is uh, recreational cabinet, cannabis, and there is uh, distribution, and there's cultivation. Uh, any of those can be lumped into one, or they can be split up. If a city says, hey, we want to approve cultivation and distribution, but we don't want to approve um, a dispensary in our community. But the one thing about um, what's coming on the ballot that you mentioned is the fact that there are uh, three initiatives in there. And so it's going to be left up to the voters. Yeah. You know, with our democracy, everything can be left up to voters when it's left up to the voters and then it's the responsibility of the agency whether it's local like a council or it's uh, county supervisors 
it's their responsibility to take what the voters have passed and then work to ensure the safety of the the people that are in the area, also the health uh, of the individuals, because the environment is very important. So the job is going to be, if any of those initiatives pass, we have to see which one passed, and then work to take care of the individuals, because council and also a county set policy and procedures, and that's what comes into place whenever an initiative is passed by voters. And I think that's what's our responsibility as county supervisors is take a hard look what was passed and what can we do to ensure the neighborhood, ensure, you know, um, law enforcement is a big part of this. So we're going to have to collaborate and work with the different areas, the schools, uh, law enforcement, everybody to ensure that we're doing the job to take care of citizens, whether they approved it or didn't approve it, once it passes, it's our job to make sure we do the right thing for everybody. So uh, I know you you said a little bit about law enforcement. How's it now? Like I know they had the issue with uh, the Kern County Sheriff, uh, like in some areas where they're very low staffed. Is that something on the county on the supervisor level? Absolutely. So like Delano, <laughs> for instance. Since we are in Delano, I know you're wearing a Delano Tigers wrestling shirt. Yes. I know your heart's in Delano, but I know it's important for all of the districts that you're going to, and communities that you're going to represent. So what what is something that you could say on that for as far as our current county sheriffs? Because I don't even know how many we actually have in Delano. Because right. I, I see maybe a couple at a time, but you mm-hmm. hardly probably ever see them. I know yeah. you see them at the substation, uh, but um, what... what what could we see as improvements or what could be probably be done in the future? Yeah. Well, you know, when, when you go out and you talk to the communities as a candidate, uh, you're asking them, you know, uh, what, it, what is it that you find is an issue? What are your needs? Uh, the number one thing that kept coming up in the outer areas, uh, because as you mentioned, you see a substation in Delano. Um, the thing is Delano has wonderful police. So we're not as heavily needing the sheriff's area as, for example, Lamont and Arvin and some of the other areas. Uh, And that's the difference. You know, the sheriff handle anything that's outside city limits of any city. Lamont is not uh, incorporated to where they have a council or anything. They're on their own with county only. But everyone tells us, you know, we are scared because there's one sheriff out in our area and if they get called out and another thing happens, we don't get anybody responding. And if somebody's going to respond, they're going to have to come either from another community or from Bakersfield area. And by then, who knows what could have happened depending on the situation. I think I saw that issue. I think it was California City that had that where the sheriff's deputy was out there and he had like, it was like an hour or almost two hours. I can't remember exactly, but it was something around there that it was some time before any backup or anything was able to come Exactly. It, you're so correct because when you think about it, um, even if the one sheriff responds and it's a situation where he needs backup, he's alone. 
he's alone until somebody can come, whether it's uh, half an hour to or an hour away. The distance is critical. It's critical in situations, domestic violence. Um, you know, they can go out on a domestic violence uh, situation, for example, and they're going to go out to address a couple who or two people who have been fighting. They don't know if they're going to be attacked or shot at because... Obviously, you don't know what the situation is until you're there. Someone could have a gun. They could be so angry. That's why some of the sheriffs, you know, have been put in danger. So we need to increase staffing uh, for the protection of sheriffs, but for the protection of our people to be able to answer to a burglary, an attack, something that could cause the life of somebody or injury to anybody. And that's one of the things I'll be looking at is the staffing. No, I know Sheriff Donnie Youngblood did say, I, was was it put on the ballot or was there something that was put on there to give more resources or a tax increase that we're looking at in the area to do that? Yes, Andrew, you're correct. Uh, that's been uh, on the news quite a bit, of course, and that is that uh, the sheriff went to the county uh, board of supervisors because that has to be approved by them to go on the ballot. So it doesn't just get on the ballot. And um, so I believe it might have been a four and one vote at the time. And so that uh, proved it to go on the ballot. Uh, I think we all wish there could have been more time to be able to inform, you know, the county, because that's who it will affect the people that live, you know, in the county areas of the different districts, um, you know, in, in town hall meetings, that sort of thing. But I believe uh, Sheriff Youngblood felt that it was a, a dire situation. You know, they're losing uh, to either attrition, they're losing to police department. They're just, you know, having loss of staff and it's hard to replace sometimes because of the compensation involved. So with the tax initiative, it is a, if it is approved by the voters of the county area, because there's a separate one for the city of Bakersfield. But if it is approved, there will be funding that can be used by county supervisors to add, for example, to the sheriff's budget. That's what he's looking for. So he can add more staffing uh, so that things can be done to uh, prevent the, the loss of uh, employees. And, you know, a, a lot of individuals don't realize that if you are, for example, a sheriff, and you're doing the kind of job you're doing and the danger involved in all, and yet your pay is such that you see Bakersfield Police Department, you're going to do the same thing. But what's going to happen is that the money that's being offered to you over there is a lot more, and you have, of course, more uh, co-workers to help you out. You go there. And that's what the sheriff was referring to, that he's losing staff uh, to the Bakersfield Police Department. And so retention has become an issue now. Uh, all of these issues, uh, what it comes down to for the people is we don't have somebody to respond to us when we need it. And we don't have people to respond fast enough. On the sheriff's side, it's we don't have the backup that we need. Um, the response to back us up is too long. So that is not good when you're talking about public safety. Um, when the sheriff hires somebody, they hire them, put them through the training and everything, and they're there for a couple of years or so, and after a while, they're looking for someplace else that's going to pay them uh, a better compensation than what they're getting. Uh, 
So the tax initiative will make a huge difference. And, uh, you know, hopefully that the people in the county areas will recognize that and support it. Uh, Delano had a tax initiative pass. And the people here have seen more roads being repaired or reconstructed than ever because that money has added to the, the regular budget for, for example, the streets. Uh, we've also constructed a um, second um, center for, for the community, and that center should be opening uh, probably this month fully. And uh, it's uh, also constructed our Jefferson Center that had burned down. We added money to it. We have a more beautiful center. It's larger. People have a place they can rent to have, you know, whether it's a reception or a quincenera, whatever, you know, their need is. There's one there for them. And the seniors, by the way, just recently decided they all wanted to be at the Jefferson Center. And they love it. They're excited. They have a brand new place. It's bigger. They have more amenities for them. And uh, I'm suggesting that we add two more, which is uh, a shuffleboard for the seniors and also maybe a horseshoe pit. Uh, so we can add more things for seniors, especially now that they're all together. But tax initiatives, uh, yes, they might hurt our pocketbook, our pocketbook a little bit, but I'm telling you the rewards far outweigh what would we pay that it's somewhere the money has to come from somewhere yeah you know, a lot of people sometimes they 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 get a little too much on there like oh we're getting taxed again we're getting taxed again. we don't see a lot of people don't realize how much actually has to go into there like oh we just saw this little bit i was like well you don't realize how much actually has to go in just to fix that little part exactly. and not a lot of people um that probably hopefully after listening and we'll understand it was like a lot a lot of it's going back into the community coming back to benefit not only seniors younger people every, everybody in the community exactly so, so um well before we do end today um grace is there anything else you would like to add i know you are have been a member here a citizen and and, and a mayor for our town for a great number of times um is there anything you'd like to add tell any of the people that are going to be tuning into this well, for uh, our Delano residents, uh, which is the city I currently represent, um, you know, I just want to let them know that I will not leave Delano just open. I will continue to work to bring jobs. I have a meeting this e evening with an investor that hopefully will invest into the, the uh, area out in the southwest. That's how those things come, reaching out, talking to investors. That's how we got the Maya. So in Delano, just remember the growth that we have and all of the uh, job opportunities that have come from retail. It's like a little circle. If you have a job, you have money. If you have money, you're going to spend it where do you spend it where the amenities are at that's what we're giving here for all of the people in district four what i'm saying to you is i'm bringing to the table the experience that i garnered growing in delano and helping to make delano a good quality life city that's what i'm bringing to the table for district four and that's critical 
because if you come to the table and have to learn how to uh, reach out to the state, reach out to the federal level and uh, identify any kind of funding, um, it'll take you a year, sometimes two years. And especially if you have no government experience and I bring 23 years of it because I did 11 years on the planning commission also. So uh, I'm the best fit because when you're going to look at me, you're going to know me, you're going to realize, hey, she worked in the fields. She came from a, a low-income family. She worked hard, you know, uh, and, and they can see that I've been honest. I've been fair on many things. I do do the hard decisions, even though they don't always come out that everybody is happy about them. But that's, that's what's going to happen no matter where you're at. So what I'm going to tell everybody, please go and vote. Your vote is your voice. And for me, District 4, that's your voice. And it's our district and it'll be our voice. The word our, ours is critical because it's me and all of the people in District 4 that should be working together to better the lives of all these communities that I'll be representing. November 6th, that's a critical time. Go out and vote. Grace yes. Vallejo. Yes, yes, yes. Very important. We make sure that everybody gets out there and vote because it is the people's decision. And if they do not vote, I mean, that's what a lot of people do get upset sometimes. So, I mean, the most important thing is to make sure to get out there and vote. Exactly. Um, if you want more information, I know you can follow it on gracevallejo.com. If you'd like to more, there's more information on that. Uh, remember November 6th uh, to go out and vote. Um, one more thing before we leave. Uh, if you, um, How is everything coming out in the marketplace? I know we see so much growth out there. What, what's that huge new? You know, it's like, funny. Every, know every, everybody right says, what is that <laughs> big round thing? First, there was just the aluminum, and now you're seeing the color. It's what's called the entry. Everything has an entry. If you go to the Valley Plaza, you walk in, and it's like a big entry area before you start walking into the other portions of those buildings. And so it'll be that, and they'll have some things there. I know that um, they're bringing in some kind of a juice company. You know how they have Jamba Juice? It won't be Jamba Juice, but it'll be a juice company, and and there'll be another eatery. Uh, It's things that'll um, kind of work off of the the Maya, because how many of us, we go to the movies, and either we want to eat before the movies, or we want to eat after the movies. So that, and they're going to be bringing some of the, the shopping out there. We're getting an Aldi's market. It's across the street from the building you're talking about on the corner of Woolham's. Well, it'll be the southwest corner. If you drive by, you'll see it's already being leveled. It's an Aldi's market. It's uh, um, similar to uh, Trader Joe's, uh, but the prices are so much better. Yeah, it'd be good to see a lot more organic. Yeah, and And I will not stop, I can tell you. (laughs) Supervisor, council member, I will not stop uh, talking to people, meeting with investors, selling our city. Our educational system is one of the best in California. And so uh, I think uh, that that's something we have to remember. It's all combined to make Delano one of the best cities to live in. Well, again, we thank you, Grace, for coming here today and being on this show. Uh, We have more episodes that will be coming out pretty soon. Hopefully we get to see more others. Hopefully, uh, I know your opponents, David Couch and Jose 
Hernandez, right? Gonzalez. Gonzalez, sorry. Yeah. So Jose <laughs> Gonzalez, uh, we, we're going to try and reach out to him, see if they'd be also. Uh, I know here in Delano, you're our local person because you've been on with, involved with everything here. But uh, we hope to see everybody and hope to see them all on here. And uh, good luck to you in your campaign. Thank you. And uh, you have a great day. Thank right, you. Everyone, thank you very much. And again, tune in. Uh, we will be having more episodes coming on pretty soon. And we'll be listening to those on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you very much. Bye, everybody.